This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Welcome to another episode, friends. Thanks for joining me today. So today we're talking about 10 ways to handle stressful weeks because stress, it's going to happen. It's supposed to happen. Stress, I mean, stress really is what keeps us constantly progressing somehow in life, no matter how mad or bonkers it may make us. But lately, you know, I've I've sensed some people, including myself, who've been under a lot more stress than usual. At least it seems that way anyways. And I don't know how to explain it. It's just something that I've been sensing with my clients as well as myself, like I mentioned. You know, for example, my wife and I, we just bought a camper van. So exciting. Um, and while it is, it is indeed something that will seriously bring us so much joy it's, it's a stressful event because there is a lot of coordinating with the sellers who are in Ohio and then with, you know, Van Life Customs here in Denver. Hey, shout out, by the way, to Dave. You all have been amazing um, with making really this whole process relatively painless. You know, but you're, you're coordinating with the sellers, you're coordinating with the folks who have the van here in Denver. And then we've also been just dealing with a lot of paperwork and negotiation and and taxes. <laughs> Yay. Uh, you got to pay sales tax and, you know, and everything else that you can imagine with a big purchase, because honestly, we don't really spend a whole lot of money. Uh, you know, we don't really have much debt. I have a history. Oh man, I'm going to have to probably do a podcast episode. I have a history of massive amount of debt, um, from earlier in my life. And I would love to share with you all how I, how I really got through that and manage that because I think that that is something that can bring so much stress to people. Um, but yeah, I would love to talk about how I did that in my twenties. Uh, but anyways, you know, it's a big purchase and as, as grateful as we are that we've been able to make this purchase, it's, it's just, it can be a stressor because it's this new thing in your life. It's this new expense. It's this new adventure. It's this new, you know, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just, it's a stressor. Plus I've also been coaching a little bit more in person um, at my gym here in Denver. And, you know, it's just a couple of days a week for just a few hours at a time, but I've gone through the whole pandemic without doing that. And I've had so much more time to focus on my business. So, you know, it's been next to impossible (laughs) these past couple of weeks to get my, my own intervals in my bike intervals in between all of the appointments and the scheduling and discussing and negotiating and all of this other stuff. And then it's also impacted up my sleep, which is a whole other story. And that can make my energy low. It can make me kind of bitchy. It can make me just cranky in general. Uh, I probably shouldn't say the word bitchy, but you know, it, it just, it's not, it, I'm not at my shining moment. I've been relatively happy, but I've also just been stressed these past few weeks. And, you know, I guess between that and seeing some other clients just go through a variety of stressors in their own lives, I just, I really wanted to reach out and talk to you about these 10 ways that you can handle your stressful weeks because stress is going to happen. We cannot avoid stress unless you move off to a deserted island, but then you're going to have your own, you know, stressful shenanigans on that island. So I wanted to give you some 10 simple ways to just hone in, get you focused and to, to give you an idea of what you can do on the weeks when shit just hits the fan 
and you're overwhelmed, but you still don't want to give up on your goals. So let me give you some tips that are the best things to focus on when your stress is high. All right. So number one, this is my favorite one. And I will repeat this until the day that I die. Choose your two to three non-negotiables that you'll meet every day that will push you a little bit closer to your goals, or at least keep you consistent. These, the caveat here is that these two to three non-negotiables and really just pick two to three. Don't, don't pick anything more than three. You're, you don't need to be an overachiever. Okay. And I'm talking to you, especially you folks who are type A personalities. I get it. Um, pick two to three things, but the key here and the caveat here is that these things have to be insanely, stupidly easy for you to get done and for you to just nail. The other thing is that they need to be clear. They need to be crystal clear. There need to be some parameters that are assigned to them. So while I'm not trying to stress you out with your non-negotiables, I do want you to have an idea and be crystal clear on what you're trying to go for. I'll give you some examples. You know, for me, my examples are, my absolute examples are always hydration. I'm always going to be super focused on my hydration and I'm always going to get at least 80 to 100 ounces of water per day. And I know that that's a fair amount of water for those of you who know how tiny I am. Um, But I do have a history of kidney stones and I just want to avoid getting kidney stones again because they are not very pleasant. Um, I've had them countless times in my life. And while my pain tolerance is relatively high, I just, kidney stones are not enjoyable by any means. So for me, it's always hydration. And I actually do really recommend hydration being a non-negotiable for most people that I work with, just because that is something that is easy. It's easily accessible. You just have to fill up your water, you know, glass and bottle, uh, multiple times a day, you know, just figure out how many times a day you need to refill it. And it's also, it's just the lowest hanging fruit for most of us. Okay. Another non-negotiable example is to eat protein at every meal. That's something I often do as an absolute, especially if I'm not, you know, tracking my food or anything like that. I'm always making sure that I'm at least getting protein at every meal because it fills me up, keeps me satiated, keeps me happy. It also helps keep my goals in line because, you know, I don't want to lose my muscle or my progress so far. And it also helps keep me, um, you know, just not craving things because again, it helps with that satiation uh, or that satiety rather. And it helps me just not crave things, um, versus if, if I didn't have enough protein and it also helps keep my blood sugar really nice and level. Um, I have a history of like being hypoglycemic when I was in college because I was just so busy with all of my events and like college and also just working full-time and while in college. So it was a lot. Um, and I did notice that, you know, obviously with protein, it can help keep your blood sugar just nice and stable. And it doesn't, it's not just something that applies to me it applies to you as well. That is one of those nutritional, nutritional guidelines or rules that does apply to everyone. Um, but anyways, that that's just a couple things to give you an idea. So choose your two to three non-negotiables that you'll meet every day. But the caveat is, is that they have to be relatively easy for you to get done because if they're hard, then that's just going to stress you out even more. And you don't want that, especially if you're already stressed to the gills, uh, you know, during, during your particular week of stress. So number one, choose your two to three non-negotiables. Number two, decide what your urgent tasks are for the day and stick to them. They should be your your big focal points for that day. 
And again, just like non-negotiables, you really shouldn't have more than three in a day because anything more than three, human brains just kind of start to misfire and, and I, you, you just get unfocused really quickly. And the key here is that you want to stay focused. But ask yourself, what are the things that you that you just can't let slide right now? So that will help you really hone in on what your urgent tasks are. And if you're saying, Jen, I literally have 10 urgent tasks for the day, you need to ask uh, either for a deadline expansion, so like postponing the deadline, or you need to ask for help from your colleagues. I know that's scary but you need to ask for help more, whether it's from your colleagues, family, if you're a stay-at-home parent or whatever, you know, regardless of what that is, just decide what they are and then batch those tasks into focused efforts of about 30 to 60 minutes at a time. And then be sure that you're taking a 10 minute break to refocus every 30 to 60 minutes. Don't scroll on your break. You know, don't, don't get on social media if you, if you can avoid it. Um, get up, walk around or nourish or hydrate yourself because that will help keep your energy nice and high, help keep your focus really, really dialed. But you know, I, I highly recommend picking no more than three urgent tasks for the day. Focus on those things, batch your work on those things. I actually did an episode about batching. I can link that in the show notes. I can't remember off the top of my head what episode number that was, but I cannot emphasize how great batching tasks is um, for really just any sense of productivity. All right, so that was tip number two. Decide what your urgent tasks are for the day and stick to them. Again, no more than three. So tip number three, don't neglect your sleep. (laughs) Sorry, I just clapped in your ear, but it's because it's so important. Uh, And I definitely have been reminded of this in the last couple of weeks because I've let sleep kind of slide a little bit or I'll just wake up at three or four in the morning because, you know, again, I'm stressed. Um... But just try to make sleep a priority as best as you can. Try to still get to bed because, you know, staying up past like midnight and just trying to finish these tasks, honestly, that's just going to impact your sleep. And then it's just going to make the next day that much more shitty. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, it's really just neglecting sleep is, is one quick way to just have a quick ticket to absolute hell in your day. Um, obviously, if you're a new parent, this does not apply to you. Like I am not an asshole when it comes to that. I realize I am not a parent, but I have plenty of clients who are parents. And I mean, I empathize with them every time I get, you know, nights where I have like five, four to five hours of sleep. And it's just really rough the next day, especially when I, of course, those are the days that I have like a lot of tasks. Um, but if you're a new parent, yeah, I know this doesn't apply, but make every effort that you can to still make sleep a priority or at least get as quality sleep as you can while your kid's asleep, okay? So just try not to neglect sleep. Try to aim for at least six to seven hours a night if you can, you know, no more of these four or five hours a night um, bull crap that you you are convincing yourself that you're okay with doing. Um, But, you know, try to wind down before night, before your bedtime, rather try to get a nice bedtime routine in place, whether it's meditating or doing some breath work or reading, just try to stay off some electronics for at least 30, 30 minutes before sleep, you know, keep your room nice and cool, keep your room nice and dark. Just try to wind down as best as you can because, man, if you don't have sleep, that next day is just going to feel even worse. And then it's just going to be cumulative and your stress is just going to build and build. All right. So number three, don't neglect sleep. Number four, 
kind of goes in line with neglecting, not neglecting sleep rather, but it's take your rest days. And this is in, in reference to training and your workouts and things like that. So be sure you are definitely getting in at least one to two days of rest per week. I cannot emphasize this enough. And when I say rest days, I don't mean active recovery days. That doesn't count. Because when your stress is high, you really might need more rest than you think. So respect what your body needs. Okay, tip four, take your rest days. Number five, goes along with this, but train with less intes- intensity. When, when your stress is high, that right really might not be the best time for you to push the intensity of your training. So instead, you know, opt maybe for a, a deload week or choose to lift with less weight or resistance. Whatever it is, just try to choose less intensity. And if you're signed up for, you know, things like CrossFit classes or whatever or a HIT class that does have high intensity, I mean that's the name of it, just tell the coach, hey, you know, I'm under a lot of stress right now. I'm just here for a little bit of stress relief and to make me feel good and sleep better that night, you know, just to kind of move your body. So, but just to let you know, I might be lifting with lighter weight or I might do less reps. Just give them a heads up. And if they're against that, oh my gosh, just don't even get me started with that. Um, If they're against that, they really shouldn't be. They might not understand how stress impacts the body. Um, And just, you do you, okay? You do you. Number six, schedule meals to keep you well-fed and fueled for your stressful times. Because all too often, you know, if you're like me, I usually skip lunch. (laughs) I will work right through lunch. Before I know it, it's like 2, 3, 3 p.m. And oh crap, I'm supposed to be working out soon. Or, you know, oh man, now I've got to eat and then I've got to rush to work out and then I'm going to be working out on a full stomach, blah, blah, blah. Just eat your damn lunch (laughs) or just eat in general. Because if you're stressed, sometimes a lot of us might have a stress response where we don't want to eat and our body just doesn't have the desire to eat. And I mean, that's fine. Respect that. But if that's the case, then you need to find foods that you can eat. Things that are mashed, for example, mashed potatoes, mashed vegetables, you know, mashed root vegetables, uh, maybe shredded meats or shredded, um, you know, or ground up tofu if you're a vegetarian or vegan. Just find things that are easier to eat. Ooh, smoothies, smoothies or shakes, those are great. Yogurt, yogurt's fantastic. Just things that require a little bit less chewing. Uh, So maybe it's not your time to have a big ass salad or something that has a lot of greens that makes you feel like a cow because you have to freaking eat it for, you know, 30 minutes for a whole salad. Um, Just try to find foods that are easier for you to eat if if stress makes you not really want any food or leaves you with a lack of desire to eat. But do schedule your meals. Try to stay on on task with, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, at least the big three, and sneak in a snack or two uh, throughout the day, which is the next point. Number seven, have snacks ready. Have them at the ready for you. Because when you're stressed and your, your, you know, cortisol and everything is elevated during periods of stress, that impacts your hormones in terms of your hunger hormones. So ghrelin and leptin and things like that can get a little bit skewed and you might have a little bit more of a, an intense feeling or need or desire to snack. And, and that's okay. Respect that as long as you aren't necessarily eating or snacking mindlessly. Because there's a big difference between stress eating mindlessly or stress eating with intention. Like, hey, I'm kind of hungry. Okay, I'm going to have a little bit of chips or whatever. You know, versus I'm just going to eat the whole bag like mindlessly while I'm working. And I 10-10 do not recommend that. <laughs> um, I usually like to have things 
on hand, such as popcorn. Um, let's see, jerky. Jerky's really good because it's salty. Uh, I like fruit. I will always eat fruit. I can eat blueberries till the cows come home. And I, of course, I love dark chocolate. And I love having these things on hand to grab when stress is a little bit higher because I do prefer saltier and sweetie things or salty and sweet things together because that that just helps kind of satisfy uh, some cravings I might be having if I do have any when I'm stressed. But respect that. Again, it doesn't mean to mindlessly eat these things or eat them while you're standing in the pantry or the cupboard or what have you. Literally get a plate out, get a bowl out, put your portion in there that you're going to snack on and then take it away from the kitchen (laughs) into wherever you're going to eat. So that is a huge tip and about how to have your snacks mindfully and not mindlessly. Okay. So tip number seven, have snacks ready for you to, to have. Number eight, buy some food that's already prepped. So you can use either a local meal prep service and you can select some meals from there for pickup, or you can buy food that's already prepped at your your local grocery store. I really recommend checking out the deli counter, for example, because they often do have things like pre-made salads, pre-cooked meats like grilled salmon, chicken, turkey. They even have meatloaf usually, which is actually really good. sounds gross, but it's really good. Um, And even things like grilled tofu. They have grilled and seasoned tofu. I saw like teriyaki tofu the other day at the grocery store, as well as some seafood. Really whatever you like. You know, hell, I've even seen vegan uh, mac and cheese. So like, you can't go wrong with it. And it's actually really good. So definitely check out the deli counter and see what things that they, they have that are already prepped for you. And what's really cool is they often do include nutrition info on the little placards in the the cabinet. So take a look at that. If that helps you kind of decide what your best options are for your particular goals. You know, if you're looking for something that has ample protein, for example, or maybe it's a little bit lower in fat, just read the labels and see what works for you. Now, I also do recommend the frozen food aisle because those aisles do have some food that can help save time and give you easy prep options like steamable vegetables. That's my go-to, even if I'm not stressed. I always have steamable vegetables just because they're easy. Uh, Things like frozen fruits. So like I mentioned earlier, if you're having a hard time eating because of stress and you want some smoothies or shakes, frozen fruits are really good. And they even have like some smoothie packets usually if you like to kind of splurge and get stuff like that. Um, or you can even get things like frozen burritos. I'm, <laughs> I'm, per- <laughs> I'm personally addicted to the damn bean and cheese burritos from Whole Foods. It's their 365 brand. It's the Whole Foods brand. Oh my God. I don't know if you've ever had them, um, but they're really good. And I put, of course, a really good dollop of Daisy sour cream on there because I love just sour stuff. And plus it's really good for gut health, but yeah, I, it's kind of my go-to. So I'll, I'll always grab them. And lately they've been sold out like crazy and it's driving me, it's driving me absolutely uh, mad because they are my go-to when stress is high and just because they're easy and it's a nice little easy afternoon snack. So unfortunately I've been going, going without those bean and cheese burritos, but I'm telling you, if you have a whole foods near you, definitely check them out. They're really good. And they take like three minutes or less to make, which is awesome. There's also other brands. Uh, let's think, um, there's Kevin's naturals discovered them recently. They have like pre prepped tasty, really tasty and seasoned meats, like 
pork, chicken, turkey, stuff like shredded. And it's a bunch of different flavors, you know, kind of Indian inspired cuisine. They also have like Mexi type of inspired cuisine. Really good. It can be a little bit higher in sodium, but if you're an athlete and you're active and you don't have a history of high blood pressure, great. You know, it's not, nece- it's not necessarily something you need to be too concerned about. Um, you can also even get, ooh, uh, like pre-chopped salads. Like I like bagged salads. I know super lazy, hashtag lazy, but whatever. I don't care. I am on team no cook when I am stressed. So I do a lot of like the pre-chopped salads or like the kale slaw again at Whole Foods. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What are, what are other good options? Ooh, uh, pre-cut vegetables. That's another good way just to kind of save you money. Now keep in mind, these things are going to be a little bit more expensive than if you were to buy the vegetables whole and chop them up yourselves, but that's because you're literally paying someone to do it for you. And they are often in, you know, recyclable containers. If that is important to you, it's just something to keep in mind. Um, but you know, just also know it's also short term. So it's not something maybe you're going to be doing week in and week out. Maybe it is, who knows, but this will hopefully give you some, some ideas to help you choose some solid meals that you can enjoy. Uh, Oh, and then you can also even choose some solid meals, honestly, from local places. Like I'm a huge Chipotle fan, uh, or even Cava. Cava is really good. And that's actually where my coach likes to grab her big ass salads from. (laughs) Shout out to Jill. But you know, I'm a real big Chipotle fan. I haven't been there actually in quite a while, but uh, you go there, get a burrito bowl, you know, or get some tacos, whatever is easy for you. That's relatively healthy. Uh, and they do actually have some good quality ingredients. So something to think about, just think about local eateries near you that you can go to that you you're able to afford that are accessible for you. And that are going to bring a little bit of happiness to you, to your day, but it will also keep you fueled because that's going to be incredibly important when you're, when you're incredibly stressed is just keeping your ass fueled. All right. Tip number nine, we have two more to go. Hold on. So tip number nine, tip number nine is ask yourself if what you are doing in this moment is in alignment with your goals for the day. So this goes hand in hand with the earlier tip of, you know, keeping the priority, the focus, So you have to check in throughout your day and keep those priorities that you set for the day. Those no more than three priorities, keep them your focus. Try not to scroll mindlessly unless you are intentionally doing it, you know, scrolling mindlessly, gosh, it will only frustrate you, leave you tired and leave you feeling even more exhausted after you do it, unless it does bring you joy and you do it intentionally. So just check in with yourself constantly and ask yourself is what I'm doing, getting you getting me closer to, or getting you closer to your goals for that day. All right. And last, but certainly not least, take at least five minutes a day to unwind and de-stress, preferably before bed. And because that will help you get ready for a better night of sleep and just help you unwind. So if you have kids after the kids go to bed, great. That is a good time to just try to unwind, try to set up your bedtime routine and just take some deep breaths, deep breaths into the belly. Uh, you know, I, I can't emphasize that enough. There's another podcast episode I'll, I'll link in the show notes that will help you figure out how to do some some breath work pretty simply. And it's not, you know, anything too, too difficult to do, um, but it is something that could really help you get from that, you know, fight or flight state of mind to rest and digest. I want to, I want you to channel into that parasympathetic state that will help you unwind and de-stress because look, stress, it's always going to be present. 
And the point is not to let it overwhelm you and instead shift your day and your priorities around to better match the needs of what you have going on. Okay. Because often, you know, you you hear me say this time and time again, because it's true. Something, something is better than nothing. So completely abandoning your goals for your own health and wellness is not the best option oftentimes. So try to avoid the effort mentality is what I call it. And don't get a case of of the fuck it's because that will just make you feel even more frustrated and have you go down that, that wormhole, you know, still try to find ways to make yourself the priority because you can do that without losing your mind and going absolutely mad at the thought of everything you need to do. Remind yourself that maintaining your progress, that's still progress. Okay. I'm going to say that again, maintaining your progress is still progress because you're not, you're not degressing. Okay. You're not regressing rather. So that's all I have for you today, friends. If you're ready to take your performance to the next level and you're a mountain biker, then please join me in the upcoming launch of the shred strong program. It is specifically for mountain bikers to get strong on and off the bike year round. And it's the same program I use and I am launching it this year, uh, on Monday, October 11th. And I want to help get you and and have you feel strong and powerful on the bike, as well as much more resilient and injury-free overall. So let's get you strong AF this season, friends. Please join the waitlist for Short Strong today. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening today, friends, and I will see you next week. 